0: Welcome to Side Talks
1: podcast time.
0: It's time for a podcast. Uh, what kind of podcast is this?
1: It's the movie kind.
0: Okay, and it's the
1: conversational. Uh huh. Dual hosted.
0: Yeah, there, there are two of us. Yeah, that's right.
1: Podcast about movies, about the movies.
0: Okay, that's cool. Well, you
1: know, I'm Rachel Morgan. I'm just going to go ahead and cut you off and oh, say because you usually ask me who I am. I'm Rachel Morgan. I'm being very serious today and very quick.
0: Well, we have to be very serious and very quick. We have listeners who have very valuable time. They
1: really, they got places to go, so I need to, I need to hurry up. But you know what? Let me actually pause for a second. And who, first of all, who are you?
0: Um, oh, I'm Corey Kraft.
1: And on a serious note, I have been um, remiss in, in giving the shout out that we need to give at the end of the podcast for a while. Not out of uh, because I don't appreciate the music we have on this podcast. The but
0: music rules, by the way. I just
1: sort of take it for granted, like we do with so many things we love. <sighs> and so, Splash ninety six just doing a big shout out to them here at the beginning.
0: Absolutely. Because
1: we love our damn music, yes, and it we do. makes it makes the podcast so much better. So, well, giving them a little love—that's all.
0: So let's talk about movies. Let's
1: do it. So now it's time for a segment of the podcast called. Phone a friend, where we do just that. Phone a friend. Hello? Bracifus, it's Rachel and Corey. Hey. Hey, y'all. So we're, you know, we're giving you a call, our weekly call. Just kind of want to see what you're watching and, and hear about it so we can, you know, add it to our list. What's going on? <laughs>
2: um. Okay, well, so this is a little different this week. Um, Is it? tacky to talk about a reality show from 2004 from a sci-fi
1: network on a podcast about movies
0: absolutely not
1: <laughs> oh boy you have go- i was about to answer differently <laughs> but Corey is really on board for this so go ahead lisa <laughs> well
2: okay so we found this one the other night um
1: and i don't know i don't i had never heard of it i
2: don't know and it's just i can't stop thinking about it but i gotta i gotta see if anyone else has heard of this thing but um it's called, it's not a very good name. I don't think the name evokes what the show's about very good, but it's called something like, it's called The Mad, Mad House. Oh, I'm not and familiar with I
1: this. I
0: have never heard of this either.
2: Wow. I Me mean, too. I mean, either. So, okay, so apparently it's, it only was one season and it was in 2004 and it aired on sci-fi Yeah. and the premise is, uh, that it's what they call, it's a house full of people and there's 10 Folks that get picked to join the house or whatever, and then there's five, um, I guess, sort of hosts slash judges that are called the alts, and it stands for alternative lifestyle <laughs> folks, I guess. Uh oh. Shit. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> and okay, so the alts are there's a uh, a lady who's a witch. Um, she practices okay. Wicca. And there's a voodoo priestess lady. Okay. And there is a vampire man.
1: Oh, is there teeth? Um, are there teeth, no. Lisa?
2: Are there, are there yes, he surgical? has like, okay. teeth and he's very pale and he wears the, um, the particular, uh, what are they, con- contacts that make him look like they oh. actually look ghoulishly. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. And, um, okay, and then there's a self, what they call a modern primitive. And he's the guy, you know, with like millions of tattoos, face tattoos and crazy piercings and, you know, that whole thing.
1: Right. Like that dude from that one episode of the
0: X-Files.
2: Yeah. (laughs) um, (laughs) uh, Okay. And then my favorite character is Avocado and he is a naturist.
1: (laughs) Wait, Lisa, Lisa, his name is Avocado or that's what they call him like as a slang term.
2: Okay, well, that's his name on the show, but I did a little bit of reading up on it, and he is actually, his name in real life like David Wolf or something, and um, yeah, and he's followed by celebrities. Like, he writes books and stuff about raw foods and yoga and stuff, so he's like, I think probably would would maybe be the most successful one of the bunch after my follow-up reading um (laughs) but yeah so he so he's like encouraged so I you know we watched the the beginning of the show has the here's what's going to happen this season so you see kind of clips of things right and I mean we've only watched the one episode which only had a couple challenges in it but the uh the other upcoming things that could potentially happen would be like you know I think the primitive guy makes you like hang on hooks on your skin and do gross piercing stuff which I'm not going to be into at all and then avocado, um, they all have to get nude at some point and I think that's, you know, very challenging for some of the, pay, uh, the contestants and then, um, you know, those kinds of things, like lots of just wacky adventures and, oh, so the people, so the other folks, yeah. they are like very normie town USA types. Right. I mean, it makes sense because you would want to get the most average folks for this to be contrasting with the alts, as they're called. Right. Um. And, like, one is, like, fully a mom-age, sort of grandma-age lady. Like, okay. uh, you know, her name's Bonnie, and she's real sweet. And um, right. and then there's, you know, like a kind of dorky girl who apparently lives in a monastery. She is not a nun, but she okay. lives in a monastery. We haven't gotten the whole scoop on that. And um, just a bunch of, like, you know, wholesome, good Christian folks, it seems, are going on in this show. And, and so it's quite... Productive. And you know the one of the first challenges that we saw was um, the voodoo priestess was doing a lot of voodoo priestess work, and I think it was something like two thirds of the contestants respectively opted out of the of the of the participation okay. to just observe. Yeah, so for so religious not reasons, not like that. And yeah, yes, and that came up during elimination. She was like, "Y'all are not open minded." Blah blah blah. You know how right. it goes. So I'm really you know curious how they're going to be when they get to the. Um, the nude, the nudist challenges, and the various other things like that. Oh, and then one of the challenges was, um, they had to get into a pool of blood. It was the vampire guy's challenge, and they had Whoa. to like get in a pool of blood and find vampire-themed things in the pool of blood, like and it was like plastic bats <laughs> and um, garlic, like heads of garlic, and they had to like right. bury them across the yard, and you know, you know, it's really bad. Clearly, early two thousands, like reaching for anything reality TV type things. What but a stretch. I mean, I mean, what
1: a stretch.
2: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and it apparently only lasted one season, which is a real bummer. But, I mean, I, the thing is, I'm only one episode in because every time I've tried to watch another episode of it, um, I don't know, Tony somehow finds other things for us to watch. So, <laughs> uh, I don't think he's just, But, like, I am so wanting to finish it. I, uh, <laughs> you know, I just, I, I've got to see who wins this.
1: I appreciate this, Lisa. First of all, it just sounds like going to Dragon Con. It's just like the it same exact yeah. thing as Sound going to Dragon Con. It a lot Con. like
0: Dragon Con.
1: But also, you know me, and you know my love for obscure reality television. And mm-hmm, uh, if mm-hmm. you'll remember I I one of our trips to Dollywood, because we take many, um, one of them, if you'll remember, I got you hooked on Paradise Hotel, the little-known okay. reality show that love is it. Paradise Hotel, where they put a bunch of attractive at the time, even though now it's very, I mean, very dated. Um, this is sort of very early 2000s. Uh-huh. Similarly, um, but they put a, a bunch of attractive folks at the time in a in a hotel um, with a like you know with one of the, with, like one of those really nice pools and uh, by the beach. But they don't ever
0: go to the beach. <laughs> a hotel with one of those really, really nice, nice pools.
1: Um, what do you, what do they call them when you can't see the edge? What like an called? infinity an pool? infinity infinity pool? Okay, oh, infinity so they've got pool, a really infinity. big, really big, nice infinity pool and a bar yeah. that's very stocked. Um, and these attractive singles um, are there to – basically, the way that you win is that you are, you are chosen by the, whatever the opposite sex is at the t- on that week. It flip-flops from week to week. Uh-huh. You're chosen by the opposite sex to stay. And so, pairing up and hooking up is going to get you to win. Um, and the best part about the show is there is never a declaration of what they're winning. which is my absolute favorite part is that they just want to win and there's no amount of money i mean it's not like okay well you could be winning a vacuum cleaner we just don't you don't know it's never stated (laughs) so anyway um
0: it sounds like you know casual sex on reality television is its own reward
1: pretty much pretty much surprise and um yeah there's a so that's a that's an entire really good haircut that yes.
2: kind one, of, I remember <laughs> if if you just want to sort of have a time capsule of the hair of the era,
1: that one was great for that. And lots of good um
2: what are the chunky chunky highlights and stuff
1: Oh, totally. And just really bad crop tops. And there's no rules. And so what they do as they go along is they're like, you know what we should do? We should just have all these people talk shit about the people who've been voted off. And then we didn't set any rules. So we'll show the people who've been voted off all the shit that people said about them and then bring them back in. Oh And when they bring bring them back in, it's the equivalent of a rodeo when you open the pen (laughs) and a bull comes out. Um, And so it's really enjoyable, really terrible. And no one (laughs) watched it. No one watched it. So I appreciate you finding this obscure little jewel on the sci fi channel. I also didn't I, know yeah, pretty... sci fi has reality TV. I didn't know that. Well, maybe they don't. I
2: mean, maybe they, I don't know. I don't know what they've done in the last like 16 years. Maybe they, it didn't pan out so well for them. But you know, the, speaking of the prize, this one, the prize is $100,000, which I thought mm, was kind of big money good. for 04 reality show, you know, dorks. Yeah, that's, that's clearly that's,
0: uh, Bush administration $100,000. That'll, that'll right. go a lot farther.
2: We'll get of to gas. And, you and you know, and yeah, they're just they're really super dorky. I think it's kind of um, like the rejects from probably a more mainstream network, tel- higher production, right? Uh, reality show pool, and these are like the ones they couldn't, they didn't get picked for that, and they're like, well, we'll take you guys because you're pretty lame, and we need like the lamest <laughs> people. Um, and then though, oh, at the ceremony at the end, they all put necklaces on the ones that they think should leave. Oh, and whoever gets immunity that week is the <laughs> tiebreaker and of course the um bro who got immunity had told one of the other bros that he had his back and he was not gonna you know like cancel him or t- you know c- take him off the show if it came down to him or whatever an alliance, um, an, alliance. He,
1: an alliance is an alliance
2: correct yes that's the word but he had this eye on this cute uh sweet lady and they've been sort of chatting a little on episode one so then guess what there oh. was a tie, Uh-oh. and oh, no. it was between the cute gal that he kind of likes and he's been chatting with, and his bro that he made a like an actual alliance. But they have it on tape, and um, and he has to choose. He's the tiebreaker, and so I'm not going to spoil it for you in case you <laughs> decide to uh, take a look at it. But I, I have mean a I,
1: was... I have a feeling mm-hmm. I know what happens. Mm-hmm. Also, so I feel like we could go ahead and send an email that's titled "Bros Before Hoes" right now. Oh man. <laughs>
2: Oh, man. So, I, I, yeah, so yeah. I'm really enjoying it. So if anything you know, else exciting, the thing is I'm not going to be able to watch the one where the modern primitive guy makes everybody uh, put hooks in their skin. I can't, uh, <laughs> I can't <laughs> do that that's, one.
0: That's some, like, Cenobite shit. Like, how can you do that mm-hmm. on a reality television? And just somebody opened the Lament configuration and, you know, a bunch of hooks came out and never mind.
2: Bingo, you're pinned up.
1: <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward to you not watching that episode.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'll read past that. They are, oh, and also, us I looked ahead, they're supposed to drink blood with the vampire guy someday.
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah, okay. I, I saw that coming, you know, when, if you you start slow, you start with the pool of blood and the plastic bats, and you Yeah, you, you dip them up. in
2: the blood before you make them drink the blood. That's exactly. right. That's
1: right. Oh, and then the one, the real, the, like, little sort of
2: insecure virgin gal that lives in a monastery who's clearly a type, <laughs> she, they catch her at one point whispering <laughs> to one of the other players. Yeah. And I guess she thinks, I don't know if she's seen a lot of reality TV, but they definitely can film you whispering, and they know you're like, <laughs> trying to evade the room mics and speakers and stuff, but I mean, they can hear you, and so she says to the, one of the other contestants at one point, she says something that she thinks that they're keeping her on the show longer because they're enjoying corrupting her, which I thought was a pretty <laughs> self-aware observation <laughs> for her, you know, so so we'll see how far she goes and what they do to that, to that sweet nun-like lady.
1: Well, I can't wait to hear more, maybe question mark if Tony lets you watch more. Um, but, we, oh, yeah. but I'm so glad that we know. Now what's the name of the show one more time? Do you It's called The Mad
2: Mad House, okay. which I don't think is a good name, but I guess that's all they could come up with. Well, I don't they know.
1: Might have pitched Avocado's house, but that would have been showing favoritism. <laughs> all right, bros. Well we'll talk to you again, um, next time and maybe get another update, but I definitely feel like you're gonna watch something else between now and then.
2: Yeah, surely. And, I, you know, I know it's a podcast about film, so, you know, I don't want to go too far away. I've just, I just been thinking about these uh, alts all week, so, you know, I can <laughs> share.
1: They, it really was effective and stuck with you. All right, yeah, now. it
2: really did. I Googled these people.
1: <laughs> uh, do, do, do continued research, and we'll talk to you next time. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: And now, a look at what we're watching this week. So, Rachel.
1: Yeah? Yep. What have
0: you been watching?
1: Well, I thought I'd mention just really quickly a couple of Sundance films that I saw that I didn't mention last time we recorded. Cool. And it's been a minute since we were at Sundance, but these films are still relevant. Um, and then I'll mention a little something else. Uh, just quickly, I saw the film Jockey, yeah. which is a, a, a sort of a, a different take on a father-son, question mark, uh, drama, mm-hmm. um, and you know leans a little bit into melodrama, which I, I actually lo- uh, love the melodrama genre a lot. Um, I, I liked it. I thought it was very good. Um, yeah, and, and I don't have a ton to say about it. It is a very, It feels very much like a festival film, it which does. was nice, which was really nice to sort of lean back into a little bit. Um, so I appreciate it. And the performances are really good, mm-hmm. really strong performances. And overall, I liked it a lot. Um, I did not, however, and we may disagree here, like the other film that I saw, which was Night of the Kings.
0: Ooh, we will disagree there. Yeah.
1: There's a really bad sort of CGI scene that I'm not fond of that that takes me out of it. Yeah, that scene's not great. Um, And some other stuff. But I I didn't love it, but mm, probably worth your time. It just doesn't do a whole lot for me. Hmm. Like, I appreciate a lot about it, and there's some cool stuff there, but I'm not over the top. So um, those are just two quick mentions of Sundance films. And the other thing I'll tell you that I watched was very recently aired uh, 2020, Tragic Beauty. The Anna Nicole story. Oh, and it was absolute complete trash. I'm <laughs> sure you're not surprised, but no. um, it it is. First of all, those that kind of format just really wears my nerves pretty thin because it's just so much commercial time. Yeah, there's like. In this thing, there's like 15 minutes worth of content, and it's probably content you already know. There's a, and it's a promise though that they're going to deep dive and really, you know, sort of look at somebody's life in a really comprehensive way. And it it doesn't it does not do Anna Nicole justice at all. Um, and I know that's sort of. Maybe creates a laugh for some folks, but you know it, it was definitely an error when everybody sort of felt. And I had this argument with a friend of mine. Is sort of everybody felt fine to sort of make fun of Anna Nicole a little bit um, because of the the what was clearly some sort of pill addiction. Right. I don't want to you know point out which exact sort of drug it was but there's clearly some addiction issues um and and you know we didn't do that to prince we don't we're sort of doing a double take now but the era in which she was in she got a lot of you know a lot of people a lot of folks sort of making fun of her and 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 a lot of criticism um that said my friend wanted to argue that she was on she put herself up for that by being in a really terrible reality show Mm. uh and and i can see that as well but well, Overall, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: No, I, it's just funny you mentioned this because over the weekend, um, a lot of folks have been talking about this this new Britney Spears documentary. Yes. Yeah, uh, and it seems like we're at a moment of cultural reevaluation about how we treated a lot of young women who were tabloid fixtures in the early 2000s. Yeah, thinking back to to not only Britney Spears but to Paris Hilton, sure, uh, sure. who underwent similar scrutiny. Uh, and Anna Nicole Smith is a bit younger than the, or a bit older than those right. women. but I, I'd still group her into this this almost like um, these these figures of tabloid fascination that that almost became something like even more harmful and weird.
1: I agree. I agree. It's, it, it's, a, and, and I think part of what my friend, uh, this is my friend Candace, I think part of what she was picking up on, um, and when, when we talked about this is that the that show feels really dark and it was, uh-huh. it's not a fun reality show, but it sort of packages a fun reality show and there's a certain darkness that comes with that. And her willingness to sort of partake in that and just be really, just really kind of fucked up on, on screen on a weekly basis was probably not the best choice. But, I think overall, when I'm watching this thing, I'm thinking, here's a person who has a really interesting life, mm-hmm. who I feel like, you know, it, it is a it is a lot to unpack and and not a not a black and white issue when it comes to the decision to marry this man, who by the way left her nothing, right? Um, and and so you know what, you know what choices people make and the thing, the perception of that and what the actual relationship was and. You know, um, I mean, if you're sex positive and you're, you know, they, is is this is this arrangement acceptable? I mean, it's all of these questions that she was so criticized for. I think we now explore in a different way, yes. uh, on a larger scale. And so, what would be really interesting would be any sort of part. Sorry, I've hit the microphone. Any part of her life that that you're looking at there um, to really sort of hone in on it would be a really interesting documentary. Almost at every sort of phase of her life, mm-hmm. and and you cannot really do. Uh, anybody's life justice and and sort of 22 minutes worth of content really but you know her just even the era in her life when she was a guest model and and the sort of impact that that had on modeling and its relevance today because you're talking about a time when this sort of the heroin chic was really popular and and models were wayfish, and you know and here she comes along being very voluptuous and um much much more of sort of a vintage sort of a uh, popular body type, in quotes, um, and and the impact that that had. Anyway, there's so many aspects of her life that are really, really interesting, and I'd love to see you know a piece that actually contemplates that a little bit and does and does some has brings a little grace to her in a way that this film did not. So. Well,
0: perhaps you know, again, this this moment of cultural reevaluation will lead to
1: yeah, some, other
0: looks um, and and retakes on on the the lives that some of these figures lived. She. She um, is not a figure. I, I never really paid attention to reality television of the early night, yeah. early two thousands. As I think you know, right. not really my thing. I never saw the Hilton Show. I never
1: mm-hmm. dialed mm-hmm. into whatever
0: Anna Nicole Smith was doing. Um,
1: it's not good. No. I mean, they're they're all sort of the the sort of. I think that the, the Osbornes took the lead on this, and the sort of right. idea was we will be self-deprecating and make fun of ourselves, and sort of put ourselves all out there, and and you know the life being like sort of my, our lives being kind of jokes is a, is a funny it's a funny thing, and you know it it I think that does kind of work when there's not. Domestic violence or potential sort of what is what the documentary doesn't really go into is there's a potential sort of looming figure in her life that was controlling her in particular mm-hmm. ways, financially and otherwise. Um, when there's addiction, those things get real unfunny real quick, yeah. Uh, so anyway, and and I mean, if anything, I would say Paris Hilton probably had a handle on that more than anybody else I've mentioned.
0: Well, that show was pretty manufactured, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, totally, right? Like totally, totally. That, that was her kind of taking the piss out of her own image in some oh, ways. Oh, completely.
1: The, I don't know what a Walmart is. Right, the, like, right,
0: right, right. And I
1: mean, that kind of gets covered in, in, in the documentary that's much better, in an actual documentary. That's the other thing. I, I've called this a film, but it's not a film. I should be clear that this is sort of, this is just sort of news story styles television. Yeah. But, you know, in the documentary about Paris Hilton, which she clearly has a lot of control over as well, I think, you know, she's able to own the nar- her own narrative a little more there. And it does kind of cover that, you know, the sort of, the that there's an admission that she played dumb. Sure. To, to sort of pop – what's what's at stake? These are all interesting questions. Anyway, interesting questions that are not investigated in this news piece. So, um, you know, what were you – what are you watching?
0: Well, do you want to hear about something old and great or new and terrible? Both. Okay. Why not both? Uh, the old great thing was a rewatch. Um, we've lost a lot of really major screen icons in like the last two weeks. Yep. We lost Cicely Tyson. Right. Uh, we lost the screenwriter or co-screenwriter of, I think, your favorite film of all time, um, Jean, Jean-Claude Jean Carrier, who co-wrote Birth. Yes. Um,
1: that is my favorite film of all time, currently speaking.
0: Well, it's a great movie. Yeah. Um, to say nothing of all the other great movies that man wrote right. or co-wrote uh, with Louis Bunuel and others. But, but uh, the icon that we lost who inspired this rewatch – is the late great Hal Holbrook in the movie I rewatched is All the President's Men. Okay. Uh, in which he appears in a number of really memorable scenes as Deep Throat, the Watergate informant. Yep. Um, what can you say about All the President's Men that hasn't been said a million times before? It's probably the best movie about journalism ever made. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is magnificently shot um, and directed by Alan J. Pakula and cinematographer Gordon Willis. I mentioned a couple weeks ago that I just watched Clute for the first time, their their other collaboration with um, Jane Fonda. Uh, Robert Redford and Dustin Hoffman are amazing. I mean, the whole cast is amazing. You have Jason Robards giving that Oscar-winning supporting performance as Bill Bradley, their their editor. And just as – a factual, sort of dramatic reenactment of recent history. It's so detailed and complicated, and um, just so overwhelming in its in, in all of the information it throws at you. It's just. Uh, it's such a an entertaining but also substantive in a real way sort of watch yeah. um in a way that the movies today i know that people say this like they don't make them like that anymore but they really don't right they don't you know it's a movie that trusts that its audience um are made up of adults who can, like, retain and process information and <laughs> focus so on hard, things. That's so hard, Corey. Well, it's so
1: difficult.
0: But, I mean, it, it's just such an overwhelmingly good movie. And, yeah. uh, you know, again, just one of those classics that I hadn't seen in a long time and a really great revisit.
1: Well, I hope I don't have to do a retraction here and I have this right, okay. but um, he's in That Evening Sun. Is that is that yeah, correct? Yeah, okay. yeah, the
0: Hal Holbrook in That Evening yeah. Sun. That's a good movie.
1: It's a great film. We screened it at Sidewalk. Yeah. Kyle at the time was really um, a champion for having, he loved it so much he wanted that to be our opening night film, which wow. I was very against because I, I didn't think it was the right tone for opening it's night. It's kind of a dark movie. And I kind of stand by that, yeah. but, um, but great film and he's great in it. And I think it's a great end of life sort of like look at, uh, in other words, I think this is a great one to watch that evening some would be a great one to watch to celebrate his life Definitely. because it is about a, a gentleman who's aging and, and of course it had his wife at the time in it delta burke uh yes yeah um and so they star in it together and she passed away very shortly after that film was mm-hmm. made and and in the film it is about it, it, it reflects on the sort of last years of a marriage and what it means to have spent the most most of your life with someone and yeah. sort of say goodbye to that person and so how what a you know what a group that's that being the last film that I believe she made. Yeah. What a what a special film. So I I in addition to that might make a good double feature. I'll put it that
0: Absolutely. way. Absolutely. And you know he he showed up in a lot of other great movies, in his older age. Got an Oscar nomination for Into the Wild. He's really right. great in that. And he's in Steven Spielberg's Lincoln as part of the ensemble. Mm-hmm. He's terrific in that. Just a, just an all around great actor. Cool. Um And uh, cool. to good end suggestion.
1: on a bummer. Good suggestion though. Oh, for, yeah. for both those films, I think.
0: Totally. Um, to end on a bummer note, the thing that I didn't like yeah. that's new, uh, I don't want to spend too much time on it, um, is, is this new Netflix movie, Malcolm and Marie. Have oh, you seen this? I,
1: I've, I saw the headline of a bad review, and that's the extent of what I've seen.
0: Well, you don't need to go any further than okay. that. Um, it's, like, it's that deep? Yeah, it is. It's a movie that that is so convinced that it's good. Oh, shit. Um, I in, hate that. It's just – it provides uh, a lot of big acting moments for its hot young stars, John yeah. David Washington and Zendaya. And it's written and directed by the guy who created the Zendaya show Euphoria on mm-hmm. HBO, yeah. which people seem to like. I haven't seen it. I know him as the writer-director of a movie called Assassination Nation from yep. a couple years ago that I I hated that movie. I despised it. Yep. Um, and Malcolm and Marie is – Another movie, unfortunately, that I didn't like from from Sam Levinson, the the writer director. Um, I I don't want to like p- call him out, but like, jeez, guy. Um, bad news. Bad news. Bad news bears. Um, as far as I'm concerned, um, not a good movie. A lot of it's just screaming the motion picture. Um, it, it's. <laughs> What if we got these these hot young actors to talk about identity politics in a black and white movie that is meant to evoke "Who's Afraid of Virginia Wolf," but really just gets closer to a perfume commercial? Oh, Um, so needless to say, I do not recommend it.
1: Okay, well, I'm sorry you lived through that.
0: Hey, what are you gonna do? I mean, it's not like I was coal mining. I was watching a movie. That's true. That's (laughs) true.
1: But sometimes it can be just that bad. Anyway, that's what we're watching.
0: Thank you for listening to Side Talks.
1: That sounds so like official at first, but then it kind of went off the rails.
0: Musical guest, Smashing Pumpkins!
1: <laughs> Musical Guest Splash 96. Uh, we love the music. Um, but I did appreciate the Smashing Pumpkins reference. Oh, but we are your own personal cinematic. I think we've done this before, but I'm doing it again. Aiden and Big.
0: Aiden and Big <laughs>
1: You know who you are. Um, anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you to Batwell Studios. We really appreciate them. And um, SidewalkFest.com. And-,
0: and check us out on social media. At Sidewalk Film. On Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And here's a host, Bobby Moynihan. I don't know. Whatever. I'm
1: really ready for that to end. Bye, y'all. Bye. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.